Today we're going to talk about moving, which is difficult for the most organized individuals on earth. <laughs> and it presents an incredible number of challenges for ADHD brains. And so we're going to dig into just preparing ourselves for what we're going to face <laughs> and to do the best we can with to do the best we can. I want to thank listener Tara for emailing me with this question, and I think it's a great one to address. So today is part one, packing up, and then we'll address part two, which is unpacking on the next episode. Hey friend, welcome to the Joy Loving Home podcast. I'm Joy, wife, mom of four, <laughs> and unorganized professional organizer. I have a heart for ADHD moms and kids. After spending years learning and organizing for other people, I realized there's a real need to turn the concept of being well-planned and organized upside down. It shouldn't be created exclusively by type A naturally organized people as a way to fix you or your home. Organizing, planning, and productivity should fit the way our brains think. Albert Einstein said, everybody's a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. <laughs> well, fish, let's quit trying to climb trees while being given tips by well-intentioned monkeys who cannot understand how our brains think. Join me in the water and learn how to swim with the current of your life. It's time to choose unorganized organization and flexible productivity. It's time to choose progress over perfection. I'm in this journey with you, and together, we can choose joy. Okay, I always feel like I have to start with all of the um, caveats. <laughs> so for starters, moving is not my wheelhouse. I have not had to do it that many times in my life. I lived in the same house my entire growing up years. Moved in and out of college dorms. That's an easy one. And then we had two different apartments right as we got married in two different cities. But you, know, you didn't have a whole lot at that point. And then we moved within the same 10 miles <laughs> of it of three houses and it was just sort of growing houses as our family grew so those were easy because I had both houses sort of at the same time for a little bit and could just run stuff over constantly didn't have to do the big overarching move until we moved to the Atlanta area it'll be six years ago this summer and that was a whole different experience because my husband was relocated through his business. We had movers pack us, which sounds lovely. <laughs> ah, there may be some, some moving companies that do it really, really well. The company we had did not so much, but that's not what this episode is about. I am wanting to tackle this more from a standpoint of you are handling the packing up on yourself for yourself and how to face that knowing the way your brain works differently because moving is not my wheelhouse my best advice is this is a place where monkeys actually shine and for those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about your your very type a neurotypical brains shine on a very big multi-layered task like moving so my suggestion to you would be to google or search on YouTube, or search in your favorite podcast, Tips for Moving, 
and let these folks that are experts at this, who are giving out free checklists and make sure you take into these things into account. Those are great starting points. I have no issues with that at all. And I think that's wonderful. Use their brain because it's magical in situations like this. What I'm always going to say though, is that is a fantastic starting point. Do not expect yourself to follow it to a T. That doesn't mean we can't use the guidelines. That is one time, like I said, that monkeys will shine, grab all of their knowledge, and let's use it for our advantage. We're just going to put a twist on it so it fits our brain a little better. Once you have this checklist, what I suggest highly, print it out and literally painters tape it to a wall in the main area where everybody in the household will walk by. Whether that's your spouse who is an awesome type A and you want their help and accountability to notice that you're either making check marks down the list or that check marks aren't getting made down the list and you're going to need a little backup. Your really dear monkey friend who loves you and knows this isn't your wheelhouse and is more than happy to come over and peek at that list and go, hey, I see that you haven't taken care of X, Y, or Z. You want to jump in the car? We'll go get packing supplies. Let's, let's get some stuff started. So work your way through that list with help as much as you can. This is not a time to be shy about accepting help, especially if you're moving any distance. Your dear friends are going to want to spend as much time with you as possible before you go. Make that something you look forward to. If you're like, oh, but I hate for everybody to see what my house is like and to really understand or pick apart my brain, just remind yourself it's about people. It's not about things. And if this is a way for you to spend a little extra time with a friend, so be it. My only caution there is to say, don't let them bully you into what you will get rid of or what you will keep or how you're going to pack a box. Just use them for the energy and the accountability and the the buddying that you will need to accomplish this. So print out the list, allow yourself to have as much accountability as possible. Those are two big tips. The second probably most concerning and this in a way like I'm going to put a silver lining on this is once you know you're going to move you usually have an arc of several weeks usually in which you're like gung-ho and you're like I'm going to start packing things up I'm going to get a jump on this I'm going to be different this time you grab all your packing supplies and you get to the first room you decided you're going to start packing up and you're like oh we we barely use the dining room I'm going to start packing up the dining room great, go to one of those lesser used spaces and start there. I think that's fabulous. The problem is you will talk yourself into, oh, wait, but before we move, there's one more holiday. Oh, I should leave this out. Oh, I should I should think about this. Okay, well, let me just pack up stuff I know we're not going to use before we move, which is the logical thing to do, correct? Pack up the things that you know you are not going to need before you move. This is when you should question yourself and say, do I even need this stuff? Like what happens if I have to move out of this house in six weeks and I pack this away today and then the movers come and then there's a delay and then we don't really get into our new place for a few months and then I go to unpack this box. Am I really going to be thrilled to see this or is this the baggage that I just carry around from house to house with no purpose? What I'm going to ask you to do is take a step back before you start jumping in and packing anything is to approach the room and say, okay, 
Is there anything I know immediately I can get rid of? Trash, broken things that I know I'm not going to deal with. I'm not lugging that into my new life. Stuff that I've just hold on, held on to because, stuff that I held on to because I always thought I'd use it. This is the great trap where you will convince yourself that, well, I didn't in this house, but I will in the next house. Be very cautious of that. So what I will ask you to do is now, hoping you know where you're going and hoping that you know what the new house is going to look like, you say to yourself, how do I dream this new space will function? How will I use it? How will I live with it if I could make it my ideal? Because here's the really lovely thing about moving is the greatest time to start over, make new habits, jumpstart yourself into a different type of living is during a move. It is the most stressful time. It is the easiest time to fall back on bad habits, but is also a function of having a clean slate in which you don't have any muscle memory habits built in because everything's going to be new. That's when you say, what if I start the space in the new place correctly? Quote unquote, I'm air quoting here because there's no correctly. But the way you really would love to have done it at the old house, you always wish you had, but you fall back into old habits because the muscle memory is so strong. This is when to try it at a new house. We'll talk even more about that in the next episode when I talk about unpacking. But while you're packing up, this is a really good lens to try and get yourself to get rid of things. Do not drag old baggage into the new place, if at all possible. Tell yourself you need to be ruthless. Your gift to yourself in your new place is having less inventory, is to not drag guilt with you, to not drag obligations, and I'm using air quotes again, that aren't really obligations with you. Be as brutal as possible about fresh starts and give yourself permission to dream about that fresh start and to pack accordingly. So that's what I want you to do. Then have the floor plan, at least a list of all the rooms in the new house and assign them a color. And if you don't have enough different colors, and what I mean by that is if you can grab washi tape or colored duct tape or colored painter's tape or something that you're going to slap on all of these boxes, different colored post-it notes that you will then run a clear piece of your um, box tape over it so that it stays on. Assign a color to every room in the new house. Name it something. If it's bedroom one, two, three, and four for each of your four kids and main bedroom for the one for you and your husband or kitchen, dining room, den, whatever you're calling these things, know what you're going to reference them in the new house and sign them all a color. Then as you're packing something up in the house you live in now, don't mark where you took it out of, mark where you want it to end up. So if you have a smaller house right now and you have a multi-purpose room where you use for three functions, but in the new house you actually had a dedicated office or in the new house you have a dedicated family room, Make sure you are labeling those things for where they're going to end up in the new house. Okay, so that's, I guess, tip number two. Ahead of time, list out all the rooms, assign them names and colors, and carry that color duct tape or post-it note or whatever you're using with you to label that box. Monkeys will tell you to label everything in every box and inventory it, and therefore you have ways to make claims if anything happens in the move with the moving company. That's excellent. I hope you will do that. 
I hope a friend will help you do that. That's probably not going to happen. I'm sorry. (laughs) It might start that way and it might work that way for a while and use it to the best of your ability for as long as you can. I'm just going to tell you reality is going to be you're going to start this very um, baby steps and you're going to pack a little box here and a little box there in each of these different rooms, packing up the things you know you don't need for the move. And then it's going to come down to the wire and you're going to start panic stashing stuff and you're going to let anybody in there that wants to help you and they're going to start panic stashing stuff into boxes and you're going to be lucky if you even know what room it goes to, let alone what's inside of it. This is common. It's not... (laughs) You're not the only person that does this. I have helped enough people unpack as an organizer to tell you, you are not alone. Please, please, please don't think that you are. If you have the money to afford to have a really impressive, proper moving packing company do this for you, hallelujah. I'm just going to tell you that's expensive. So if you cannot afford to do that, just talking about realities here. If that happens, what I want you to label those boxes packed last, packed last, or packed at the end. The reason you need that label is most of what was shoved in at the end was the stuff you actually used the most. You will probably need to unpack those crazy boxes first because that's where you're going to find most of your stuff that you actually use day in and day out. If all you have on there is packed last. It still helps. Label it in any way that is starting to make sense for your brain. Trust in your brain. Know that on the time of unpacking, if at the very least you got a color slapped on there and other people are helping you and they want to carry things for you. And again, we'll talk more and more about the ideal move-in versus the reality of move-ins. At least they'll end up hopefully in the right rooms and then you can deal with them from there. Just recapping, you're printing out anything you can find from monkeys that would be super helpful checklists and keeping them in a common space. You are using all the accountability you possibly can. You are walking into a space and first getting rid of anything you don't want to live in your new home. And you are, you've assigned everything, a color and a name, and you're trying to label things accordingly. Okay, so those are the the main things I want you to focus on while packing up. What I want you to remind yourself is once you get out and everything got emptied and the house got cleaned and you got to closing successfully, that was a successful move. (laughs) There is no room for beating yourself up. There is no room for going, oh, this is going to be such a chore later. Nope. You got out. Everything got packed up with you. You will face it on the other side. And that's okay. It was a successful move the moment you got out on time. Please let the rest of it go. It's exhausting. It's stressful. Try and let yourself eat at a favorite place, take a nice shower, sleep in a hotel room, whatever you need to do, and then face the move-in day on a different day from the frenzied move-out day. That is my hope for you. The other big tip I will give you is if there is one open box that sits on the counter for that last day and you label it on all six sides, essentials, and you throw things in that you know are the first needed things at the beginning of the unpack, do that gift for yourself as well. And you'll know what those are in the moment that you're in them. Again, let monkey lists help you out on that one. (laughs) Those are very helpful. 
my biggest gift that I'm going to tell you is do not expect yourself for perfection. Try not to pack what you know you don't want to carry into your new life and give yourself grace upon grace upon grace for the fact that it's just going to get done. And then we'll really tackle the fun, juicy stuff about moving in on the next episode. Until then, choose joy. Did we just connect? Do you feel at home here? Oh gosh, then please do me a favor. I'd love to have you here for the next episode. And to do that, you need to follow or subscribe or hit the little plus button, whatever it takes to be here next time I drop an episode. And while you're at it, if you could scroll down and find where people rate and review the podcast, and if you would add your thoughts, it would mean the world to me. First of all, it would help other moms like us find me and they wouldn't have to feel so alone. But I actually just like hearing from you. It means a lot to know your thoughts and so that I can keep doing a a good job and having episodes that mean something to you. So connect with me. DM me on Instagram. I'm at joylovinghome. Or you can email me, joy at joylovinghome.com. Or join my community. It's bit.ly slash joylovinghomecommunity. I can't wait to hear from you. And remember, keep choosing joy.